Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. If you are listening today, this is the link up, but all my brothers ain't here on this podcast. It's just my guy, Cree. Peace, brother. Hello, my friend. It's nice to be able to see your face and link on the link up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anytime and all times, it's a good time to see my peoples, my good yes, friends. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How's that Cali life? Uh, you know, it's, it's it's laid back as per usual. Um, just on the grind, getting stuff in order. Um, kind of uh slightly distracted by the NBA right now because they're losing their mind. It's like everybody just like let's just go to a different team. That sounds like the move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the landscape of the NBA is, is crazy right now, but I'm in. I'm enjoying it. I told somebody that there was a big chance of yeah, this KD. KD would end up in uh in Phoenix. I said that, and I meant. I it. felt like he was gonna move, but Phoenix, like for me and my family, that's like a second. Like what, uh, a consolation prize for him not going to a Bulls or something because like my whole family basically moved to Phoenix over the years, so it's like Chicago West out there. So yeah. I will be at a Phoenix game. Yeah, it ain't that. It ain't that far away from. Is is not? And I just be like Auntie Lane, let's go to a game. Yeah, and she loved basketball. So that's my whole family a little bit. My grandmother was watching the random she i'll come over there she watching the spurs and cleveland playing like she didn't even need the bulls to be playing it don't matter when you love basketball you're gonna watch whatever you can when it's on tv mm-hmm. that's, that's a fact Mundo. hell yeah mm-hmm. hell yeah absolutely but i'm i'm in i'm watching it man i'm looking at it then i seen patrick weissman go to detroit I seen Patrick Beverly end up on whatever team he no, ended up James, on. James Wiseman. James Wiseman. James, okay, yeah. Okay, James Wiseman. Mm-hmm. And then Patrick Beverly, they moved him. Russell Westbrook ended up in Utah. He, like, I don't think he ain't going to be there for long. I think they're going to move him. They're going to probably buy him out. Yeah, tell him to just go home. Well, I mean, low key, the way they team set up right now, he could kind of help them. And I feel like that they not on that bullshit like the Lakers was. Like, he can start on that team and be a factor because he ain't old. Like, I don't understand why he couldn't start on the Lakers. I feel like him and Brian just did not mesh as as a playing style. No, because they get, they both have to cut. They both have, mm-hmm. they're, bo- they're both cutters and they both need the ball in their hands to do what they need. Mm-hmm. That was that, I thought that was kind of uh, disruptive in the thing in the grand scheme of things of, of LeBron trying to get to another ring. Um, hopefully they figure it out. I mean, they got it was uh, Hachimura, Rui Hachimura. Uh, they just made the trade for D'Angelo Russell. So hopefully these these pieces add up. I think they can make a decent run. I don't see them. I don't see them winning no championship. I mean, the only way I could see them win a championship is if Anthony Davis play like he should be playing all the damn time and not get hurt. LeBron has to be LeBron and all the other pieces that they have on the team, they have to play right. 
But they have a strong – I mean, Hachimura, D'Lo, like, they start line up looking kind of silly right now, low-key. So, they just got to play, man. They just got to play right. But, you know, I'm going to have hope for them. I'm in L.A. The Bulls have no chance of winning the championship this year. So, somebody that it's I'm fucking with need to win. It's a wrap. They might as well blow up that Bulls team as well because they ain't they ain't on shit. I ain't gonna do shit with that. I no, think they, they did. I feel like they need a new coach, low key. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. And I if, like Billy if, Donovan, but he if ain't the doing if the guys the if the guys on that team aren't playing well, it's either because they don't want to be there or because they don't like the way the coaching is going. And if you're watching the Bulls play, they ain't they ain't playing hard and. It's almost like no one knows where they're supposed to be on the court sometimes. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, but that, that Lakers situation, uh, they're they going to need some improvements over there, too, because that ain't it. Yeah, I don't – I don't. if they made something happen this season, I would be astonished. No, it's a wrap. I'd be pretty astonished. I, I would – I could see Kyrie ending up there in the offseason. Oh, yeah, because I don't think he's going to resign with Dallas uh, – after this season, he just he just hanging out for a couple months. I'm gonna try to get me a, a Kyrie a Nets jersey on discount though, just for the culture on some hip hop shit. Brooklyn and the most uh, revolutionary non-compliant basketball player of all time. I will wear his name on my back. It's only nah, a few that I will. I'm good on that one. <laughs> I'm good. I'd rather have a Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf uh, jersey, but... Now, that would be a super flex, but they don't even have... You You would have to spend so much money to get a throwback of his shit just because of the rarity of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Kyrie is going to hoop for this next month that he got. Uh, I think this is an experiment as well to see how well... Him and uh, Luca play together. Because if it really not works, just Not just... Back. Not just him and Luca, just to see how Luca plays with another top player because he hasn't had yeah, really, he he really have one. That's true. How it's he's going to share the ball? Does he still facilitate the same? Uh, Kyrie being able to play the two guard or wanting to play the two guard position, like how would they how would they match with each other? How would they be able mm. to play off each other? So, I think it's a it's a cool experiment to see uh, for the next what two months. 30 games mm. or whatever, 30, 30 40 mm. games or whatever. So we'll see what's up. Um, but, yeah, the NBA is crazy right now. I like what's going on. Like they really shook the shit up right up until the deadline because so many trades yeah. happened right before. Because today is the deadline, ain't it? That's it, yeah, at 3, yeah. O'clock. three o'clock. Oh, they done. That's it. Yeah. So that's what we did, okay. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. And the Bulls <sighs> did not a goddamn thing. Because they the motherfucking Bulls. <laughs> Can Jerry Reinsdorf just sell them to somebody who likes basketball? Because even on the fucking uh, Last Dance doc, when he was interviewed for a couple questions about everything, I was like, you the most non-passionate motherfucker. You had Michael Jordan, and you act like you just was walking down the street smelling the flower. You had, like, literally... Not even for basketball only. He literally shifted the culture in so many ways, and you had him on your team. You didn't offer him no type of front office position afterward or ownership stake. None of that shit. Big-time right. big time culture shift. I have on a pair of mics right now. Concord. Like, 
Come on, I got them in the closet. I got a book. I got the lost and found. We got some other ones on the floor yeah. behind me. Yeah. Um. You know, I keep them shits, man. Yeah, I mean that's what we gotta do, man. We I keep them shits. We gotta do it to them, you know. Why I not? keep them shits. Yeah. I, do you remember growing up here in Chicago? I think we talked about this. Mm-hmm. When the playoffs started, no one was outside at all. Like my memories of the nineties from April to June were going to my boy Greg house, his godfather, who was like a super avid sports fan as well, but he was like a hell of a cook. So he would make a bunch of dope food. We watched the game. Mike busting ass. It was literally like you might as well had tumbleweeds going across the streets for effects. Like nobody was outside. Nobody's nobody. outside. Nobody. And then when everybody was outside, we won a chip and everybody was outside surfing on cars, acting a fucking fool. Like I like the memories I have of running out of the house and going to North Avenue because I'm a West Side nigga. I was literally running with all like, and it was like everybody just like everybody just it. outside, yeah, like, geeks, yeah. You know, like it was different, man. Riding down different. the street, riding down the street, honking horns. Some people were stealing out of stores and shit like yeah, that. You know, niggas yeah. on the egg. Niggas <laughs> on the egg. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> yeah, those were, those are fun times, but it was innocent fun. It was in a, in yeah, a, besides different. a theory, besides a theory, like, right? That part, mm. shame, shame, shame. But <laughs> you know, those were crazy. T- those were fun times. I don't know if it's the same way now uh, for these guys because when I go, when I see, I hear about LeBron in the playoffs or KD, like people are cool with that, but it's not like yo, oh y'all got to get home. I got to get home. Yo, they playing. You know what I'm saying? No. I don't. I don't hear that. I don't hear that. I mean, well, okay. In LA, this thing about LA compared to Chicago, it's a it's so many people here. I mean, I think the the population is like quadruple Chicago. I think it's probably about at least seven to eight million people here. I mean, it's it's dumb. In the L.A. area, I mean, L.A. is like a collection of all these different townships, but they really be next door to each other. It's kind of like the equivalent of being in Oak, Oak or what was a Woodlawn, and then going to High Park. Like it's like you went down the street. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how L.A. is. But they have a mayor for their shit. It's not just the name of a neighborhood. Like it's really like a whole other entity, but it ain't at the same time. So, with, like, celebrations and teams and all of that shit, it's so many people here that just don't give a fuck about sports. But then it's it's probably the same amount of people that give a fuck about sports that live in Chicago. But since it's smaller, you notice it more. You know what I'm saying? So, it's not like it's not fan bases out here. It's just so many poser people from other places who maybe be rooting for their home team or don't give a fuck or whatever. It's mm-hmm. just not the same energy. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was and I was watching the Lakers game until I fell asleep on it. And it was the so one, was it was the one so where many he, uh, people at uh, that game? Yeah, where he bro, I fell asleep on it too. I happened I to wake up right when he made like maybe three or four minutes before he made the shot. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. Congrats. That's amazing. You 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 played for 20 years and consistently scored 27 points. So my thing is this, and you know where I'm going with this. If there was a game where Michael Jordan was about to make some type of milestone record break, I'm pretty sure he wants to win too. I'm just saying, I think he wants to win it. I think he might want to win too and not be satisfied with I don't just, think I don't I don't I don't you don't even have to put think on that. Mike will want to win. I know that. Like that every time. And every go time. for 40. And go for it. Not just like, let me hit this. All right, I got it. I'm cool. No, I'm about to drop 50 on you hoes. Fuck you. Yep. And then tell him, don't stop the game. Don't stop the game. Keep the game going. We can do all that congratulations. Matter of fact, that's, see, see, that's, this is why you my brother. Literally, when I watched that part, I was like, ain't they in the third quarter? Like, I was like, they literally stopped everything for, 15 minutes, like it was a second halftime. Niggas got they win back, and that's why they got their ass whooped. They got yep. the team rest. Yeah, when you like, you gave them a chance like, to get a regroup. Low key, Mike would have been like, if they had even tried to do that, like, I'm trying to beat these niggas, we'll do it after the game. Like, the fuck, like, I ain't giving them 15 minutes of break. I'm the one who don't get winded. I'm trying to keep busting their ass all night, let right. them be tired. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it, when I watched it, when I watched it back, I was like, man, they stopped the game for this shit. Just keep the game Le- going. LeBron, and I love him for certain reasons, because you can't deny the greatness of him in, no. in a lot of ways. You can't. No. As a basketball fan, you will be lying and doing a disservice to the sport if you just acted like he wasn't shit. However. I just feel like, and it's probably because of the the just being born a few years after us just made him more susceptible to the social media culture and all these other different things. But it's just like, he's the asterisk nigga. Like everything <laughs> he do, it's an asterisk next to it. It's like, you broke the record, but then you lost. Asterix. You won a championship in LA, but it was the bubble season where you got five months off damn near and then got to play in the summer. Asterix. Like, you ain't win shit for LA in a real season. You didn't damn, you missed the playoffs and twice got knocked out in the first. Like, you look silly. Mike didn't do when Mike was that age, he was. Rusty from not playing everybody at 38. If he had to play straight through, he would have never fell off. 
He just would have fell off in a way of I'm getting older, but he wouldn't have lost that rhythm. He just would have figured out different ways to beat motherfuckers because that's what he did the whole time. And then on, on top of that, the the era of basketball was different. Like they took a, I can't say a beating, but they were more physical during that during that time period as well. Um, My boy just sent me a picture of Mike getting choked by somebody. Like I, sal- I salute LeBron for for what he's done. You know what I mean? Yes, but but it's soft era, man. I'm, like, I'm not, I'm not only I'm not going to even mention that. I just think in his in his era, I expected him to just be more dominant. Um, and and it, I don't I don't think we really could say that, even though the torch was being passed from Kobe to LeBron, I don't think we saw the dominance the way that. LeBron, okay. I mean, like the way that Kobe did it. You know what I mean? Kobe was like, this, you knew that you was going to get a 30 piece that night with Kobe. This motherfucker was damn near 40 in his last game and dropped 60 on these holes. On the and got out. the W. And got the W. Some people say that they gave him the game. <laughs> I don't think so because they, they were playing him right at first. I maybe towards the end they was just like fuck it, but I think initially they was like, "Nah, nigga, <laughs> we gonna ruin your dream if we can," you know. But that I don't know. It's just you know, there's I, a lot of things that Mike did though. Um, in his what twelve to fifteen years of play, he played about fourteen. Mike was a, Mike was a, Mike was a defensive player. I just said this. He was a defensive player of the year. year, Ever. Mike won multiple scoring titles. And he was MVP by what? Five, six times? Yeah. Six times in 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 the finals. And then like four or five in the regular season. No, he won all the MVPs in the finals. Who going to get the MVP over Mike? I was about to say, like, who else was going to get it? <laughs> so, he got six finals MVPs. Yeah. Uh, LeBron, I don't know, man. LeBron, he just I got like LeBron, many man. asterisks on him. I like him, though. He magic. He magic 2.0. Yeah, Because when I, I put it in that context, he's amazing. It's like, you can't you can't box with Black Jesus. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't. I don't, I don't want to – I don't really want to – Knock a dude who who's on his way to forty thousand points, ten assists, and he probably got how many rebounds? Ten thousand rebounds, maybe. He has a lot. His his because of his durability, his skill level, he is going to be able to basically Tom Brady the NBA because that's. The only reason Tom Brady even played last season, he was like, let me just put a couple more more yards on these niggas, a couple more touchdowns on these niggas. You can't fucking fade me ever. Ain't nobody playing 23 years this good, bitch, ever. Get off my back. (laughs) There, How many players have over 30,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, and 10,000 assists besides him? Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think it's any. It might. No, I don't think it's nobody. So that's a crazy stat. Statistically, he is the best. 
we're going to just give him that. that to rest right now. Statistically, he is the best. If you ask me who you want on your team as the motherfucker who going to take the last shot and be that nigga, you know who I'm choosing. It ain't LBJ. His initials is M motherfucking J. That's it. That's it's only it. two, it's it's only two people. It's only two people. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Michael. I'm taking Kobe. That's it. Okay. I say three because I give you that too. I'm going to say Mike, Kobe, and Larry Bird because that white what? motherfucker, bitch, what? he was not. He was not. If he, he had not a to be chance, with. If, he was, if he had a chance to beat your ass, he would beat your ass. Yeah. It is no, no. Like Larry Bird, he is like the most respected white basketball player of all time. I think a second is probably like a Rick Barry or some shit like that. But man, Larry Bird, universally respected by all black people who know basketball. Like it ain't nobody yeah. gonna be like he won shit. Like he was. Oh, Larry Bird was that dude. And I, I listened to someone, I listened to one of the, uh, I forgot what player it was. I'm not sure if it was Dominique or someone. They said they told him, after they ran a play, they said Larry told him, he said, on the next time down, when they inbound the ball, they're going to inbound it right there at that spot right there. You see that spot? I'm going to go to that spot. I'm going to catch the ball, and I'm going to shoot the motherfucker right in your face and hit. And I think it was Dominique. Dominique was like, man, this one, who the fuck this motherfucker think he talking to? I'm Dominique Wilkins. Bitch, you ain't doing that. He said the motherfucker caught the ball, did exactly what he said, and ran down court. And told him, I told you. He's like, you can't do shit about this. Lo, he literally had a game where he said, I'm just going to shoot the ball left-handed. I'm right-handed. I'm going to shoot the ball left-handed all night and bust y'all motherfucking ass. And guess what he did? Bust they motherfucking did ass. Shit. And they, well, what did he say? I was I was saving my right hand for like the All Star game or some shitty, uh, some 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 crazy shit he said. Larry was Larry was for asshole. Real. He was Larry asshole. was for real. Larry he was could, that guy. Like okay, let let's let's put this in perspective. Like like let's let like really do it. Just give him his full flowers. You are a white man in a league that is dominated by black people and in that in sports all that racial i'm better than you all that shit you know it ain't true no more because we prove it to your ass every fucking day yeah right he in spite of all these things slowing <laughs> white and all of that all he got was some hype he wasn't fast he was no. just a tall white boy from indiana no. Yes, six foot nine, six ten. <laughs> like, and bald, and he could ball. Like he hooped but, for real. This nigga literally didn't have when I I he's never had a cut. Like his shoulder wasn't even cut. Like it was no cuts in his arm. He looked like he sat on his couch and drank beer as a pastime. And then came out every night and busted niggas' asses like it was his job because it was. It was a job. And he probably had a couple before the game like everybody else did. Which is funny. Like, after the last dance, it kind of 
put a lot of things in perspective how people move. Like they literally like soon the game went on. We're drinking some beers. I don't yeah. know what you thought. It's in locker room. Yes, what sir. did you think we we're doing? Yeah. Gambling, <laughs> gambling, talking shit, and drinking. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> Larry Bird was tough though, man. Like motherfuckers, like they have to give him his props. Like you you can't look at him and go, yo, oh, that was just some regular shit. No. That was tough, bro. It's multiple highlights, multiple of him shooting a ball from behind the backboard. Like, he practiced that shot to the point where that was regular to him. It's like, oh, the backboard is clear. I got you. Yeah, and then now you see guys like Steph doing shit like that, shooting from out of bounds mm, and stuff. Well, like where that. they getting from? Yeah. Who they even see do it to even want to do You know, it's just, it's Steph. He was around basketball in a different-ass way. You know, he was around them legends. He was around yeah. Lonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson and all them. Reggie things. Miller. Reggie Miller's regular. That, that was every day. He was saying that shit every day. But Dale Curry play. was on the um, Pisces for a minute. No, he was with Charlotte. Oh, the whole, what? Because what teams did he play on? Uh, he played. Well, I think he played with Toronto Raptors, okay. Charlotte, Horn, Charlotte Hornets, and I can't remember any other teams that he played for. But he got a chance to see what Jamal Mashburn and Vashawn landed on those teams. So, young Curry, he he got a chance to see some basketball players. And then when he traveled, I'm sure he was around to see some of those guys uh, mm-hmm. from from city to city. Uh, different and different arenas and everything, but dude, you know what I'm saying? He got a chance to see all of that. Yeah, all of it. And then I, I wonder what it was like for him to just lock in and go. You know, what? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot the ball better than Reggie Miller. Well, I think probably first thing was I'm gonna shoot better than my dad. My dad, yeah, yeah. But then Which watching, like, wasn't who, who? an easy feat. Because no, because it's dead. Could- Fucking shoot. Yeah, especially that <laughs> especially that baseline. He would light your Ooh, ass up. That corner. Yeah, that yeah. Hit your ass up for that shit, man. Yeah, I wonder what that was like for him. Like you you watching your dad over and over and over do it. And then he just starts, man. I know I know that had to be cold blooded to watch that shit. That's why he's so good. Cause he didn't practice. He saw what his dad did to get to the level that he got. So he was like, if I do that. And then add 10, 15% more to that. Cause he is a consistent, had a over 10 year career in the league, but he's a bench player. But to have a 10 plus year in the NBA is amazing, whatever level it is. So he was like, okay, you did that. Now I see what I have to do. Because this is what you did to just maintain this level. So for me to do what I really want to do, and that's why sons of mid-basketball players always end up being cold compared to motherfuckers who fathers was, like, amazing. Because, like, the Berry brothers was cool, but, man, they daddy will whip they ass ten ways from Sunday. If if he was in his prime playing his sons, murder them. 
shooting them fucking Richie Cunningham from Happy Days ass free throws and shit. Yeah, underhanded. The underhand throw. Ninety percent free throw shooter. Yeah, stupid. Yeah. And you were, and I, I was trying to tell somebody about that. The son, when the when the when the father is great, it's rare that the son will be will be greater than the father. Mm-hmm. The closest thing we saw to it was a was a Griffey family. The the father was good. No, uh, yeah, he was good, but Ken. the son was <laughs> the son Griffey Junior. He was a dog. Yeah, he was Great. a dog with it. You know what I mean? And that's well, the I... only sport where it was the father and son got to play. Mm-hmm. At, did they play on the same team? But they were just playing. Yeah, the no, same. they played the same. They played on the same team and hit home runs in the same game. Oh wow! And when he did it, he uh trotted around. Uh, Ken Griffey uh, Jr. Uh, he did a podcast where he talked about that. He said, "You know that's what we just so... did, right?" He's like, "What, what did we just do that?" He's like, "You don't realize what you just did." He looked at him. He's like, oh, oh. <laughs> he did, I don't think he had realized. Like, Yo, That's father and son. Crazy. Yeah, they got hit did, he, did he retire after? Did he only play one year or did he play multiple years? Was his dad? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I have to look that up. But that's crazy. That they even got to play together. The fact that it could happen in the NBA, which you would think out of all sports, that would be damn near impossible. Because of how physical and demanding it is on your yeah. body, but Le- but LeBron James is an android apparently. Um, yeah, and he desires to take care of himself well to 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 stay oh. around and be in the league for such a long time. So, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, why not? for that. Set, set the record, man. Make this shit out of reach. Fuck these niggas. Like you, you one of the few motherfuckers who actually have been touted as that nigga and really. Not only was that nigga, but sustained that niggahood for, I mean, he still is. And he's 38 in the league and, right and, now. And not, not only that, but there were so many people that was doubt, that doubted the fact that he could do it. They didn't expect him to do it. They expected after his second or third year to fail. There were people that were waiting for him to fail so they could print it. So, see, we told you, we told you you couldn't do it. Told you you couldn't mm-hmm. take the fresh. And take the pressure. They put a lot of pressure on him. He just took that shit pressure. and just kept going. Took that shit and kept going, dude. Mm-hmm. Took that shit and kept going. And, and, and I hope that he gets to like, because Will Chamberlain did 31,000. Kareem did 38. I hope LeBron hits like 42 or 43. If not more. If he gets the right situation around him in in the latter years where they he has a a go to guy and he can actually fall back so he don't have to do all the damn work, I think he could get it. Well, his son is going to college next year and he'll be thirty nine at the mid season point. So he could possibly start the twenty. What is it, 24-25 season at 39, which, shit, his players have to play it up to, I mean, shit, look at Vince. He played a 42. And he, he could go, he could literally play with his son for maybe, he could possibly play two seasons or more 
which yeah. is insane. We don't know if where his son will get drafted though. So well, this thing he already said that he gonna go wherever his son get drafted. He don't give a fuck because his mm-hmm. way the contract is set up, he can option out when it's his time. Okay, so, I, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. Now the only thing for the Lakers that would be good is if he like mid good in college to where he dropped and they could possibly pick him a low pick and then because I feel like it ain't no way you're going to be on the same team as your father who is that nigga and you ain't going to step up a little fucking bit but it might be a lot of pressure it's a lot man I, I Bronny I feel for him because it's hard to follow a father of that level lebron lebron said that too he's like he's like i'm i made the mistake of giving him my name (laughs) he said i made the mistake of giving him my name he told he said i I even told him sorry because i didn't realize what i was actually doing because he i mean he probably didn't think that his his kids would want to follow behind him and he might have two hooper sons i think the younger one is going to be better than the older one oh for sure for sure, it's just kind of going to be a, a Lonzo Ball, Lamelo Ball situation. For sure, I saw the young, the younger son of Hoop, and I was, <laughs> and he ain't even done growing. He might be on. He look like he's going to be on some Durant shit, yeah. which is crazy. And he's, but, he's just starting to put it. Looks like he's just starting to put some of that shit together. Well, one thing I give LeBron over a lot of these other basketball niggas and a lot of these other athletes, to be honest, whatever his ass doing on the extracurricular level, he was like, "You, you, you're five ten, huh? You play volleyball. You was a top volleyball player, huh?" Hmm. Like he had kids with somebody who was gonna breed some athletes not that little white woman is 5'2 and I know she's going to use two or three hands from I don't know where the third hand will come from but she's going to find it to do what she need to do to me but my kids are probably not going to be athletic and probably whack as hell and I'm going to have to give money to white people of all this money that I've built in legacy why would the fuck I would do that? That's stupid. But these basketball players be so stupid. All these athletes, to be honest. It's like, why would you get with the oppressor and give all the millions of money that you made with your athletic talent back to white people? Because what typically happens when a black man marries a white woman, unless they have daughters, and even that's 50-50 or, or less, Typically, they pretty much white people in two generations again. Like, you was the blip in that shit. They just took all your money. Yeah. uh, I hear you. And along with that, I would like to also say I wish more of us would enter into HBCUs instead of going to these Mm -hmm. universities. Mm -hmm. In order for these HBCUs to prosper, it would be easier if more of us went to these schools and built them up. We keep building everybody else's shit up but our own. Mm-hmm. To make these schools better, to make the schools better, to the education better, if we could sell those tickets out in these same universities that 
our HBCUs and for us, it would be better for us to go to them and make them profitable. We keep going to the people and the machines that really don't look like us and don't really give a fuck about us. However, it's, it's all of that comes back to white supremacy because absolutely those media outlets, the ESPNs, the Fox Sports, the whoever, they don't even cover HBCUs at all. I, and that's fine. Even if they had good players and they have had good players. They, yes, like back absolutely. in the day, like when Shannon Sharp was yes. on his college team. Yes. Nobody even knew who the fuck he was when he hit the league. He hit everybody in the fucking head because nobody knew who he was. And you should. The teams what, are good. What was Jerry Rice one as well? No, he went to Mississippi State, but Mississippi State is not a HBCU, but it's also a undercover school. Yeah, yeah. And that's why he went under the radar. But yeah, but um even with what you're saying, I think if more of these <clears throat> if more of these NFL players decided to, hey, I'm you know, I'm gonna step my foot into the lane. And I'm gonna contribute to the HBCUs, you know, your Ed Reeds and all the other guys that they were able to do it. It would significantly help, you know, bring the talent back, and people yeah. start to pay attention. People pay attention. I mean, but you, can't, they you wouldn't be able to advise these young guys who go to the non-black schools. Yeah, that's a fact. Make, you know, so. The other thing course, is, we need parents teaching their kids where to go instead of being told where to go. But you got to look, okay, you got to look at it like this, too. That's all these single-parent households. Yes, sir. And if you have a mom, and we love moms, I love my mom, but my mom is born and raised in Chicago, and because the bears are bearing like they normally do, she decides... (laughs) to root for the Packers. Like, this is the type of shit that women do. You can't trust them with sport decisions. That's why you need a father there. A father is going to break down the sport decision better because they watch said sport. Mom is going purely by, oh, these white people came and said, you get your degree from such and such place. You need to go there, baby. That's where you need to go. Because they don't know shit about nothing when it comes to sports. So they just going purely by whatever coach come in there and sell them a dream. So they not going not all of them, but it's a good percentage that don't have the knowledge to even direct them to doing the but at the same time, the benefit is more so to the school than the player. And that's what the schools need to step up. So I'm not even about to throw women under the bus, the single moms and all that stuff. A lot of it is the actual school itself. Your shit is whack. So that's why nobody want to go there for real. Like um, Deion Sanders coaching at um, Jackson State. That was huge. But you didn't even take advantage of having Deion Sanders as a coach fully. Like, 
I don't know. He wasn't from what he said on the one of the uh, interviews that he did. He said he he didn't plan on being there for more than three to five years. Right, and and that's the whole thing. It was a stepping stone type of job for Absolutely. that type of guy. But but can you imagine the impact he would have had if he would have been there for another five years? That would have been crazy, you know. But you know, people are at the end of the day. It's you know, self preservation is the main like drive that humans yeah. have in them. So. So yeah. People come in and call you and be like, well, sir, we have XYZ millions of dollars a year to pay you. And you got an extravagant lifestyle. I think he divorced and the, 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 the ex had a kid. Uh, although I don't, I don't know how long alimony lasts. I feel like it can't be. Is it for life? I don't know. I, I didn't even know he was divorced. I thought he was still with his wife. Yo, he definitely got divorced. Um, he definitely got divorced. He's still with the second wife, though. But okay. all that's to say is you got shit you got to finance. People ain't trying to be out here broke. Yeah, not just broke, but paying for college for, for the college's stuff out of your own fucking pocket and everything. Mm-hmm. Really, really not trying to do that at all. All right. On to another topic, sir. Mm-hmm. In an email or a DM or whatever you want to say it is, I was told by a person's opinion that we are misogynistic or chauvinists because, because, of, because of our opinion on raising our households and the roles that women should play. And the person said that they believe that we're cutting or undercutting a a woman and her capability because what we want for them is to be barefoot and pregnant like they were 40, 50 to 60 years ago. I disagree with that. I don't want you barefoot and pregnant at home. What I want to happen is for me to be able to go home, go to work, come home, punch you in the face, eat my food, and lay down. <laughs> no, no. But seriously, what I really want, what I really, really want is for me to be able to go to work, come home, and know that my wife was at home teaching culture and maintaining the household while I was away. It's not about you being barefoot and pregnant. I don't, that, that's, that's not how I think. There are guys who do think like that because that's what they want and that's what they feel. Me personally, I don't need you to be at home barefoot and pregnant. I want to come home at, and know that culture is established and that the roles that we both play are being implemented in the in in children's lives. That way, when they leave out of the house, they know what culture is. They know what structure is. They'll see images, black images of African images of kings and queens, philosophers and scientists and theologians and everything else like that. They'll understand that at home, this is what it's like at home. This is what you have at home. That way, when they leave, they don't go out into the world with their phone, with their friends, with the TV and social media. And they'll see all these other images 
and try to make sense of what their world really looks like when it should be taught at home. So for a person to send that email, we are not chauvinistic. We are not misogynistic. We don't believe in doing, I don't believe in doing it. I'm going to speak for myself. I don't believe in a woman being at home barefoot and pregnant. Now, if you choose to be the breadwinner and you want me to stay home, I can do that. I don't mind if that's what you, if that's what you want me to do, if you're going to go out and make all the money, <clears throat> that's fine. But when you get home, you can't complain about the shit. You got to make sure that, that the gutters are clean. You got to make sure that the trash is taken out. You got to make sure that the car is running, the oil is changed, the energy, the engine is running, all that shit. Don't forget, you can't complain about it. You just got to do it. If that's, if that, if we're going to. sounds like. If we're going to do the role reversal, you got to do this shit without, without fucking complaining. That's all I'm saying. They don't want the role reversal, Mr. Pepper. They want the half my cake and eat it too. They don't want. They want all the benefits of being a feminist and getting the benefits of being a male, but they don't want none of the setbacks to being a male because they are that. Because just from a standpoint of like the way men interact with each other versus how women interact with each other and how your life goes according to that like women are much more nurturing loving all of this stuff even if they're not in relationships they still are that way to each other men are but we ain't like we are only in a sense of like it's surface level we not gonna go too deep in and that's fine i'm not saying that we should change but i'm just saying that if you want that type of interaction you need a woman as a man. Like they could get somewhat of emotional support and I don't want to say affection, but just some type of like lovingness from other women. Whereas men don't have that. So if you don't have a woman and you, you know, got your friends and you maintain those friendships the way men maintain them, like we you know, we just out here, you know, in the wilderness, feeling everything the way it is with no buffer because the world don't buffer itself for us. Like men have created that for women and they don't even understand how much that we even begrudgingly, even begrudgingly keep them from doing shit that's too hard for them that would hurt them we naturally protect them even if it ain't our woman like i can't tell you how many times i'm on a job which on a job which that that same woman would be like i need to make the same amount of money as you which i i, I it's, it's married to that but at the same time when anything needs to be done I don't have to call you to help me. I could do it by myself. It's so much more that I can do by myself that you might not be able to. So that puts a chink in the armor of the argument of I have to make the same amount of men. Now, certain jobs that's mental, I feel that that is 
super valid, but a job that have any type of physicality to it, and it's a man and a woman doing the job, you know nine times out of ten, a man going to end up doing more physically than a woman. It's just natural if we not a piece of shit or gay, because gay men, I give them props for this. They let, it's like, oh, you want to be the same as men? I let they the only ones that let them try to do that shit. We the ones who our heterosexual chivalry little thing in us, it just won't fully allow us to let them struggle like that. That's one thing. Sometimes I stand back and watch and I wish I could be that much of a dick like them because they literally just be like, oh, you want to be? Oh, we the same, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be the same yeah yeah so uh i looked at that and i read that i read that email i read it a, a few times you know and i was sitting there reading and when i responded i responded uh from a place of openness and understanding i didn't like go in oh you don't know what the fuck you're talking about a little stupid ass long nipple ass long nipple ass bitch like i ain't do nothing like that like you know I, it was just me explaining like you have to understand that it's okay for you to work but here's the other thing what happens if you say you want to work and, and, and i'm already working who's at home teaching the kids no one so you know who gets mm -hmm. to teach the kids the teachers at school you know they're not getting a you know they're not getting a real education right they're getting a, a education that was already founded on bullshit so they need to be able to have it at home and as the backing, as a, as a, as my right hand man or my left hand man or right hand woman or left hand woman, your job is to make sure that our ideals are being set in the house because the mm -hmm. education, the education system is trash. They're not telling you about Emotep being a, uh, the Emotep family being the fathers of medicine. They're not telling mm -hmm. you about that. Mm -hmm. They're not telling you that Mansa Musa was was the, the, the first billionaire. They're not telling you guys that. They're not telling you that black people sailed from Africa using the Canary Current into the, and, they, and they sailed into Mexico. They're not telling y'all that. And we were in Mexico thousands of years ago trading. They're not telling y'all that. They're not telling y'all that. They're not telling y'all that black people were in Japan and, they, and those black people that were in Japan sailed from Japan into Mexico and started creating and doing other things that made people who they are today. They're not telling y'all that. So it's, it's important and imperative that for the family, if we're going to establish that, that the plan is to make sure that someone is home so the culture exists and the kids know who they are because if they don't know who they are, when they're out in the world, they will be easily influenced, especially now in this era of phones and social media, they will be easily influenced by these things, by these contraptions and all these doohickeys and all this all this filler that's going on out here and they'll be drawing from the wrong places because they didn't get it at home. They should see excellence in a home. They should see images of, of, of greatness at home. Mm -hmm. Well, to piggyback on what she was just saying, like it's imperative us as a culture period, males and females, if we have kids, especially in doing that jointly as we should be doing we have to impart what the real history is because the school system is whitewashing history every year, worse and worse and worse. And it's like, 
you not as a white person, you're not going to understand how you need to act like you have some sense because you thinking that slavery was just some, oh, well, you didn't have to really do anything but pick a couple crops and go sleep. We didn't do anything because that's the narrative that they be trying to sell because they know how fucking horrific and trash they were so they don't want to say what they really were doing they don't want to say that there was literally a whole slave mall in missouri that they could go categorically and be like oh i want a slave for field work oh i want a slave to be a prostitute i want a little children's slaves that I can molest because I'm a pervert and I'm not going to traumatize my own children, but Ooh, fuck I can use these that, kids. I can use that one for Crocodile Bay. Give me that, give me that little nigga yeah. baby right there. Yeah, I can use that one for Crocodile Bay. Disgusting. Like, the shit that we had to endure in that time that we ourselves, even in the time where they tried, not even try, but at least tried to be somewhat transparent with the history compared to what they're doing now we had to go and research everything that we're talking about we did not learn in school we had to go find that out on our own to even be able to impart that information to the listeners of this podcast like yes that's the only reason that we know this shit right now because we all the information yes all the information that i know now I had to dig for it. And there were certain books I had to pay over $500,000. I'm not $500,000, $500 for it to get them. And I had to write my name on a dotted line when I signed for these books. All right. They are not giving these books out. And they, these books are not out in public. You have to go get these books. And then when I got the book, I would bring it home, read it and say, Creed, you need to read this book. Yep. Creed, you need to read this book right here. Hey, man, when you get some free time, check out this book right here. This book is very, very important. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that I have to say has been probably like probably top three valuable things about our friendship is that you always impart whatever knowledge that you find, you're going to try to give it to your guys, like period. It's always. Not, oh, gatekeeping this like oh i found out some shit i gotta give it to my brothers because they gotta have this knowledge and and the other thing is if no matter if it's history or finance right i give it Mm -hmm. to y'all because here's the thing you all may see something or hear something different and be able to comprehend something different and then we can go back and talk about those uh, ideals and get a Mm -hmm. better understanding and then if it is financial now we are figuring out figuring out different ways to make money so now Creed knows how to make money differently. Six may know how to uh, make money differently. I know how to make money differently. Poncho know how to make different money. All these different people know how to make money in a different way. But the whole thing was for me to share it with my guys to make sure that they had it and to not mm-hmm. pigeonhole it and keep it to myself. Because if I was doing that, I would be selfish and greedy and I would only be trying to take care of myself. But like Jay-Z said, what's better than one billionaire? Too. If all my guys is rich, then my clique is rugged, man. Everybody thorough. I would rather have more thorough niggas around me than none. I would Can rather be able like, to. I would rather be able to depend on the guys around me than go to the bank. Like, okay, look, let's look at this. Like, imagine 
how much faster that the U.S. government would have been on the Black Panthers' ass if it was a whole bunch of millionaires at the top of that shit. Because now you got power to really move around. They, that shit wouldn't even add, last it to 1982 or whatever if that had been the case. Because you can't have like-minded individuals with resources that they like minds ain't on bullshit. Like, let's buy 50 whips. No, we ain't on that shit. So if we all got that capital we about to make moves to help the culture not just our own families even because that's like small potatoes i want it to be bigger than that yeah it would be mundane for me for after i get the first two or three cars like that that's it i can't drive i can't drive every uh, a car all day every day i don't even plan on being being in the car plan on making shit happen you know what i mean so Mm. um I think it would be, I think it's, again, it's imperative for us to be able to teach teach the kids at home. Someone has to be at home. We have to have this as a necessary tool to, to push the culture and, and move the culture forward, man. Um, anything that I've ever learned, I've always come back and shown, shown y'all that I, that I got an A. When you're doing, when, when you get your business going this way, do this, do that. Hey, did you, mm-hmm. did you, did you look at this? Like I've always, I've always done that, and people think I'm doing it to make fun of them. Some people think I do it to put them down, to make it seem like I know everything, and it's never to 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 be the guy that thinks that he's high and mighty and think that I know everything and think that I'm better than everybody. It's just to make sure that you're doing the checks, the check downs to to get shit in order, so you have it. And if you don't have it, now you now you do. The young lady I helped uh, a few days ago. She said she started a business and she was trying to get things uh, going for herself. She said she got some clients and some clientele, but she said she was trying to figure out different ways to do it. And I asked her, what, what did she do with her business? Did she have a line of her business line of credit and all that? She said, I didn't have, I don't have that. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what that is. I said, all right, all right, whatever you're doing, stop doing that. And I need you to get, I need you to follow these four or five steps to make sure you got this stuff in order. And she came back to me and she told me I had no idea that I was supposed to do any of this stuff. And I told mm-hmm. her, I said, what makes it even better for you is that you do have money coming in for your business. So now it makes all that shit look even better. And now you'll be able to get more credit and you'll be able to do more mm-hmm. things as you go along with your business. And she appreciated that shit, man. Dude, I don't, I don't think we need to be in a situation like that where we're holding information from one another there 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 are characters lames and goofies like that that i ain't helping i ain't helping man i'm not helping them i don't want them to succeed i don't want them getting further than i got there, there are people like that but i ain't, i'm not one of them guys man however i can help anybody i'm gonna help them i'm gonna show them what to do mm-hmm. even if i had to do it my motherfucking self i'm gonna help you do it and then i'm gonna get out your way I never, I never see the need for that. I don't know how we got on the topic of that, but the misogyny and uh, chauvinistic shit that y'all say that we're we're on, that's really a false. It's really a we- false. And and the other thing about that too is this: people call our masculine this whole toxic masculinity thing that y'all got going on is bullshit. I just wanted to say that. I think that I think that's bullshit. I just I just think it's bullshit. Um, nothing about me being masculine is toxic. What's toxic is a guy who wants to hurt women, uh, 
a guy who wants to manipulate women, a guy who doesn't have anything going on for himself and is always trying to take advantage of a woman and anything with with sex or with money and something like that. That's toxic. Mm -hmm. Me standing up for myself, me standing up for you and protecting you or protecting the women in my family, that is being a man. That's all it is. And, and everybody hiding behind these weak ass names and, and, and titles and all that shit. This shit is trash. Now, I don't do it. I don't categorize myself under none of this stuff. I'm, I've never been, mm-hmm. never been a, to- a toxic type of person. Uh, even at that whole alpha male shit, that shit is trash too. If you really a, 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 a the person that you say you are, you don't. Really you have just to go to. out there and do it. My pronouns is he that nigga. That's my pronouns. Period. Talk to me. Fuck Talk to me, here. my guy. <laughs> like, I don't know me. nothing else. That's it. I and I don't. I don't have to. And I don't have to call myself a fucking animal because I'm only an animal when I. Ha- I'm a dog when I got to be a dog. When I get when I get a hold of your ass and I got to shake you to the fucking floor. I am a motherfucking dog. You're not gonna enjoy that part. That shit is pain and force. That's when I'm a dog. I don't, I, I'm better than an animal. God gave me a brain to be better than an animal. Well, we go by the Bible, man has dominion over the animals. For All reasons. things. All things. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't have to, I don't, I don't, I won't lure myself to, to being that, to being a creature that has, man, whatever. So yeah, on to the next thing. Donnell Jones, bro. He made a song <laughs> years and years and years ago. Salute to Donnell Jones. The song was Where I Wanna Be. What did that song, what did that song mean to you? And what was the meaning of that song? What did you think he was talking about? Um, okay. So if I could, I'll I talk about it. I'll split it into two parts. So the first part is what did I feel about it when it came out? Which was sweetly <laughs> which was probably what 2000 or so. I think it was 2000 mm-hmm. when they came out. Mm-hmm. So I had a girlfriend, it was like my first real relationship. I was about 19. Um, that song just represented a man kind of keeping it a buck. Because a lot of times, niggas would just go cheat, and, and that's it. So I feel like he was transparent and was trying to actually be respectful to the chick, which I appreciate. I think that's actually dope. Um, But when you listen to the words and you look at how it went, it's kind of like, is it really worth passing up? possibly somebody who actually is some substance to go out there and fuck around with some hoes because like in the video the chick that he was with was solid she looked like a solid chick she was holding them down and the chicks that he was out there trying to fuck around with looked like some thadianas so it was like you know, is that really important? You know, so it's really, it, it just comes down to is what's important to you as a person. You know, yeah. what is important to you as a person? Me personally, and seeing some situations where people were younger and the shit actually ended up working. If I met somebody when I was 25 or 26 that was like showing me the attributes that I needed in a woman, like I was ready to like, 
stop, but nobody did it. <laughs> like, I've been ready to stop. Like, you know me, man. I've been ready to, like, shut it down probably for 10 years or more. But somebody got to act right. I'm not just about to be like, I'm this age, so I'm going to settle for whoever now. Like, fuck that. I'll be by myself. I guess I just have a Filipino nurse or something when I'm old. Like that's what <laughs> uh, I I know Creed for man twenty years, twenty three, twenty. It's my motherfucking guy. It's really almost been twenty five years, man. We we might have to like go to an island or something and do yeah. some just some cigar smoking on some victim yeah. shit. That's yeah. gonna be real. Yeah, um, it's been a long time. I've known this guy for a long time. I never heard you say that because I've seen you in relationships and try and, and making them work. But then mm-hmm. one day, it, it was just like the one of the ones right before we left the, the last spot. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, I just ended it with such and such. And I was like, what? I thought y'all. He's like, yeah, but it just, it just, wasn't, it just ain't working. I was like, damn, my God. It looked like you was really putting some effort into that shit, making it work. I mean, if I'm in a relationship, I'm going to put effort into it. It's just at a certain point, you see if the effort is actually worth the effort, you know, so to speak. And then it has to be reciprocal. And I know I've been has to be reciprocal. Yeah. And I know I've been a guy, you know, who who couldn't who couldn't get right, you know, here and there and in certain instances in life with relationships. But Man, when them, when you're really putting in a work to be with someone, and it be starts it starts to become mentally exhausting. Mm-hmm. That's for me. That's like yo, I what am I doing, man? Or what am I doing wrong? And when you get to that point, it, it's like yo, is this shit? It's just is this shit worth it? Because usually when it's worth it, again the effort is going to be there. So mm-hmm. when you listening to that Donnell Jones song. He was caught at a crossroads, like, yo, do I leave? Do I stay? Do I go? I'm trying to figure out what matters to me the most. Right. Because that's what it was really about. It was like the man's eternal struggle of, do I want to be a hoe or do I want to lock it down with this person that I see as solid? But at he, the he age... Said, he did say in the song, too, like she was holding him down. Didn't he say that yeah, at some point? Yeah, yeah. But at the... T- I mean... The you know funny thing about that song and where we all were in our lives, me, you, and Donnell Jones. Donnell Jones wasn't even thirty when that song came out, so it's like he was still in his whole era and had success and money to to sprinkle on top of that. So he was fucking around. So I it was easy for him to write that song because that was authentic to what his experience was. He probably had a chick that probably had been down with him in Chicago. He probably pulled him one of the baddies that he felt cool about being with, you know, looks-wise. But he still wanted to enjoy being a rich, young bachelor. He wanted to go out there and enjoy it. Yeah, he wanted to feel what that that was like for him. Right. And I think... And that's that's kind of fucked up. I shouldn't say fucked up, but it's a it has to suck to be in that position, like when you're when you got it, when you are successful. And it's like, damn, I got a cold ass broad at the crib, but I I, I want to dip my foot in the debauchery and 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 figure and find out what that feel like, man. But 
if I do it, I might mess up this thing. Yeah, and when you got real shit, man, and it'd be hard because if you if you fuck that up, it's a chance that you may never have a dope ass relationship like that ever in life again, bro. Mm -hmm. One thing I'll say is I've had a couple of really dope friends in my life show me what it looks like to have that type of dope situation. So when I was finding people that I felt that could be that person, I was ready to like shut the shit down. Cause I, it's so much like the people that are in spots that like, I'll say 75% because it's a lot of dudes is just out here hustling regardless. But 75% of the people that we see that have some real success and they got a woman that was this down with them, that was helping, that was making the shit happen with them. And that, you know, like, you know, I, I, I get hypergamy and I get women wanting to be with a man that is in a higher state and all of that. But what women have to understand is the man that's in a higher state went through the phase of everybody shitting on him. So he's going to be away. Now, do you want to deal with that? Do you want to try to crack through that shell to get to his real heart? Because he had to put up protection because now he's wanted for shit that ain't him. It don't matter how handsome he is, anything. Once you got that bag, all that, all bets are off. They they ain't even caring. They like, it's a bonus if you got the other shit. You yeah. can be ugly motherfucker and they gonna be on your ass yeah. if you got the bag. So it's like, you it I feel like the way things have shook out in in society like so many men, more women making like higher amounts of money and all these different things but they want a man that make more than them but what they don't understand is when men are in their position we don't handicap ourselves with money requirements that's why men always find somebody Typically, if they have resources, women have resources up the ass and go home to a house full of cats and dogs. And Still. part of that, part of that comes from them. When we date, we don't go looking out. If hypothetically, let's say I make one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year, I don't go dating up the ladder looking for a woman that makes one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. They you do. don't. You don't basically take your dating pool and shrink it by putting a, pers- a like a, a, a cap on salary when the percentage of people who even make that amount of money is not even one. It's is it's one two percent. It's so low. So it's like for men, we have a pool that's large and. We don't have a our age thing is not the same as theirs. Like we like younger, but I'm not ruling out women that's close to my age. You just have to act like you got some sense when I'm around you, and you're not letting your age dictate. Oh, now we got to get married in two seconds and all this shit. Like I don't know you. You need to get to know me too. I'm sorry we fucked up and we this age and we didn't couple, but we still got to get to know each other. Like I'm sorry, 
And that's the thing that like frustrates me when I try to date women that's like late thirties or early forties or whatever, because it's like, they want everything to happen at light speed. And it's still, I probably, I could possibly fuck around and be with you for 40 years still at the end of my, I mean, we still got a nice amount of summers left at this point. So I don't want to jag them off or God forbid, get divorced and you got to split a, a normal person's amount of money. Not See, people always put that half shit in perspective of this millionaire or whatever. They gonna be cool still. It's gonna sting, but they had enough to split that. And I got capital to go make that again. Take that hoe. I don't care. Like Michael Jordan literally gave Juanita like $150 million after they got divorced and just released more 11s the next year and made Facts. the shit right the fuck back. Facts. You know, so if you in certain positions, that don't matter, but and did not ass, even and did not even fight the battle. He said, no, that's you, what we agreed to here. Take your money, I'm out. And now I'm about to just drop more J's and make it back, and then I'm going to get a bad wife, and then reverse my vasectomy and all type of shit to make your ass mad. Go go, live it up. I'm sure she's good. I'm sure she found some simpy, broke dude that's on her teat. And mm-hmm. Good for her. But it's just like the problem is this. I have nothing against women going and achieving stuff. We should be doing that as black people. It's just they try to have this like, okay, because I'm doing this now, I'm the man. You're not the man because you still going to be like if the pickle jar is too tight, you still going to call me to open the shit for you. So I need you to have several fucking seats. Yeah, because it's certain like knowing your role stuff can be added and gained. Our physicality and our attributes are just what they are. So it that's what y'all be looking for at the end of the day, because the average woman, they ain't looking for no man. It's just whatever to just. I got money, so you don't need money. No, you want him to have more than you. You so. What is his his benefit to get with this woman who busy as hell, just like him, and all this stuff? Like, what is the benefit for him? It ain't none. So all these alpha females out here, maybe you need a beta because that's the only thing that work with an alpha. Two alphas don't work together because that's the problem. They be alpha and then want an alpha. He don't want you. A Sigma don't even want no alpha female. Like, that energy, you got to leave that shit at the door. Put your dick up, (laughs) to quote KS real quick. (laughs) Yeah, no man man really wants to uh, have to argue with you or fight with you about the role that you're supposed to have. Uh, You do not hear men saying, turn your femininity down. Or Or turn it up. Like you don't you don't hear us saying that you just hear all these this new stuff about the masculine energy and all this being off. And it's not off. You all are using excuses to be able to say and do the dumb things that y'all want to do or the the un the irregular things that you all want mm-hmm. to do. Uh I'll say this on a on on another note. 
the, my last relationship or all relationships for when I, from what I understand about them. You always see in each relationship the things that you are doing wrong. You should always be able to pull from those mm -hmm. things and see that there is something that you are missing and something that you need to work on as well. So from the last relationship I had, I, I paid attention to those things. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lover, right? I'm a lover, but I'm a fighter too, right? Depending on where you put yourself, you might end up on the wrong side. But the last one, I showed her a lot of love because she didn't get it. A lot of love. So when things went wrong, I really didn't understand that because I was more affectionate than I had ever been. Mm -hmm. Um, I was more communicative than I had ever been, mainly because she liked it. She liked to communicate. She liked to mm -hmm. talk things out. So that made me, oh shit, she likes, she likes to talk. So let me talk. And I was, I was, I was fairly involved. And when it when it went wrong, I was just like, huh? What did I do wrong? Or what was wrong about that situation that that made it end? And from having our conversations with, with one another, I, I gained a lot of, not a lot, but I, I was able to pinpoint certain things. And she talk, asked me about things about what went wrong with me and everything. So when I, when I listened to that song, the woman that he's talking about he has, she had to be a down ass chick for him to consider those options because most men would just go just man, fuck it. yeah they would have just went out and, and, and fucked as many bitches as they could because mm -hmm. in his situation of success he's there he has it he has it all and for him to consider her feelings in, in that situation i'm not saying i'm gone but i need to find what life is like without mm -hmm. you but that's a, a 20 something year old <laughs> man saying that though because yeah. but but you even, don't have no experiences yet no but 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 the wisdom to sit there because again no that was wise beyond his years because most yeah. niggas was making songs even back then about cheating on hoes so yeah, <laughs> yeah. busting hoes down left and right and then going home you know what i'm saying and taking a shower mm -hmm. and, and the woman knew something was off when he came home taking a shower so uh that song was very impactful, man. And when I heard it play the other day, I was like, yo, where was he mentally when he when he created that song? Because that is a that is a very impactful song and it, it's still relevant. Well, that same album had a oh, here you go, song. Young. Hit this motherfucker. Go yawning on my goddamn podcast, yo. Um, another song from that album that's kind of like um, it's almost like the expanded version of what he did while he wasn't with her because it was uh, what's the joint um, fuck it's like what's the name of that damn song uh, you know I gotta pull it up because as soon as I see the name of it I'm gonna I'm a know the song I just don't have it in front of me because you know how we are. We we hear the beat, but I don't be knowing the 
the actual song. Here we go. Let's see. Uh, this love, like this love, was like illustrating how he was being a hoe. Like that whole album was different elements of what his life was at that time. Like that, where I want to be was like, let me tell this girl I'm about to be fucking up. Let me just tell her right now. And then the next song was this love. He's like, hey, we don't need to do nothing but fuck around. That was that song. That was literally what the gist of that song was. You know, like that was such a moment. Like when you think about it, from a standpoint of like that was the soundtrack to a certain era of life and it hit it was. every aspect of it too you know yeah. like i'm young like i was not perfect i've had a girlfriend i was trying to be right but man niggas was fucking up man i could remember the girls i was fucking around with during that time that wasn't her you know like them songs hit hard because it was like what show you was living. It's like Drake songs that be was specific as hell. He has some cuts. Ooh, he, say what, say what, say what. You know, mm-hmm. like it, baby. baby. <laughs> Donnell Jones has some cuts. You know what I need. He has some Shot Town shit. Yes, sir. Salute, salute to Donnell Jones, man. <laughs> salute to Donnell Jones. He has some cuts. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I, I when it when that song came on, man, I was sitting there like, damn, because I was, I just just I was just listening to the words and, and what he was saying. I'm like, yo, from that time period, I felt a different way than I do now, mm-hmm. or, I, yeah. I, or or I hear it a different way, different for sure. I hear it a different way, and I was like, man, Buddy must have really had something going on, man. Cause then I started becoming intro- introspective and, and thinking about it. I was like, "Damn, you had every all had situations like that in the past yeah. when we was younger, you know." Yeah. And it's only a handful of guys that was like, "Well, there was a handful of guys where they made a certain decision that worked." It was a lot of niggas that, um, you know, let the shit happen, and it might not be the right decision. We got a lot of homies that's divorced now, but. I got friends who at the time when that person came in their life that the average nigga would have been afraid to commit. They just said, fuck it. And they still together. You know, it's just if you got the right one, man, you know, when you had a right one, even the wrong ones that made you feel strongly, it was things about them that made you feel that way, you know? So, yeah, there's strong characteristics, even about the wrong ones, Mm -hmm. man. You go down. She made me feel good, but this motherfucker ain't right. Uh, mm-hmm. There's always something to that. Word up, word be bird. Donnell Jones, salute to you, my man. You uh, oh, you was one of them ones. Creed, man, what listen? What music are you? You got any new music that you listening to, dude? Um, okay, so uh, this is out of left. I think I shared it with the group uh, a couple of days ago, but I have been listening to the new Little Yachty album, and every time I listen to it, I look at my phone like this, like, this ain't you. This is not the same person that I've made fun of for years for making weak-ass music. Like, this is like, it's not even rap. It's like on some fucking alternative mixing 
three, four different genres. Like, it's one song that sounds like a straight 70s R&B song. On it. I'm just, like, confused of how good it is. But then it make me understand why, like, certain artists want him to be in the studio when he doing shit with them. You know, when they're making albums, because he clearly knows music. I didn't see it from his other projects, but this one has definitely made me have to get off my purest high horse and just be like, okay, you, you're actually decent. You're not the first um, person to, to tell me that that shit is a, is a decent it's, it's fucking good, and I am not a fan of his. So this is not coming from a person that's going to stand for him. I really don't like him. I Every time <laughs> I listen to it, I'm like, I done listened to this about 12 times. This is really good. Like, how? 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 how why? So, yeah. I highly uh, recommend that one. All right. Okay. I had to check him out, man. I had to, I had to look into yeah, it. Check I, it out, man. I, I, I thought about it the other day when you said it. I was like, I don't want to listen to the boat. I don't want to listen but to nobody bruh, from the boat. Shit is good, man. Because okay. you one thing, and, and I actually uh my other homie um had, um I had told him and he was like, damn, really? I'm gonna go and listen to it because you have a really strong opinion about music. It's not like you just listen to just random ass shit. So it's like mm-hmm. if you saying a person that everybody in the crew would never pay attention to that made something that's some substance, then it probably have some. Like, yeah. uh, and I'm not that I didn't like Tyler the Creator because I've always kind of dug him to a degree. It was like certain shit he was more extreme. I didn't fuck with everything, but in his basically, and I feel like a lot of rappers do this when they hit 30, they hit this like this 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 stride of confidence and knowing they what they sound is and they start really making some some real important shit like that Igor album that shit was fucking stupid like musically and that's where this little yachty shit is to me like he, he did something really different wait 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 explain to the people when you say that Igor album was fucking so stupid. so yeah. Igor was Tyler as, the Creator? I'm just saying, as, as far as your slang, like let them know that. You're oh, it's stupid. I mean, it was amazing. It was an amazing album, but he—I mean, I think he won a Grammy. But he was even annoyed that he won it for like best rap album because he didn't even set out to make a rap album. And when you listen to it, it's not really a rap album. Like it's singing all over it. It's it's just he's a hip-hop artists so they was basically like oh well i guess we just saying this rap then and not putting it in the category that it deserved to be of in. course not and that's what they've been trying to do with r&b and hip-hop music for the last 10 years they've been trying mm-hmm. to group everything group everything together and that's not how it's supposed to go you motherfuckers yep. are fucking up our music and that's another thing we don't control our own narrative of the music and the media that's coming out so these assholes we these assholes continue to make whatever they want and say that it's our shit and it's not. It's their image of us. And we have to stop well, living by these images. We are, and see, this thing, we don't have to anymore. But the, the matrix is so strong that people don't even realize that, that every tool to do it 
on your own and not under any control of these people has been existing for 15 years already. It's all there. It's all there. You know, some people tap in, but not enough. Yeah. Not enough. Yeah. We so shrouded with all this bullshit that we think that we actually mm-hmm. have to pay have to pay attention and, and absorb it and take it in, and we really don't. Mm-hmm. Creed, man, I think we good here today, man. I think we uh, this is a decent episode right here, sir. We hit we hit some subjects. I feel like we we got some some quotables. We dropped some jewels on them, you know. Word, big bird. Yeah, as we try to do every time. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a red pill podcast. <laughs> well, you're going to get some views up for that. <laughs> this is a red pill podcast. If you do not like this podcast <sighs> and the content that we talk about and go over on this podcast, stop fucking listening. You don't have to send me an email or a DM about you don't like what I talk about, you don't like when I have certain people on here, or you don't like the guests that I have on here. You can always exit. You can always exit. And to the the motherfuckers who be looking and who be watching all the shit I'm doing and then got something to say about it. Hey, I appreciate you too. It's your bitch ass. Hi, hi, hater. Yeah. How you doing? How yeah. you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you're silly. You're a fool. You're a fool. Go go find something else to do. Go find something else to do with yourself. For real. Man, this is a red pill podcast, man. The red pill sends you further down the rabbit hole. The green pill. You, was it the green or the blue? Was it green? Blue. Red the blue or blue pill. pill. Red or blue pill. All right. The blue pill, you'll wake up and go back to your normal life. This is not a normal podcast. You do not hear us talking about nigga shit all fucking day, every day on this podcast. Maybe one day I will. Maybe one day. Maybe. Maybe not. Probably not. I mean, we're going to sprinkle a little bit because we are that to a degree, but it's never going to be I'm not going to. I'm not going to saturate my podcast with just bullshit on it. So... Um, if ever you come over here thinking this podcast is about stupidity and ignorance, um, there was a quote that says, ignorance we can fix, stupidity is forever. And I have never at any point in time in my life been stupid. I have been ignorant because ignorant just means you don't know. But I've never mm-hmm. just been completely stupid. My mother said, don't be a fool all the time. And boy, did I ever act a fool. And Creed, Creed can attest to that. Man, I, I have been a motherfucking fool. And I might have to be one soon. Straight up. Because you know, some, some motherfuckers don't get it. Well, when you do it at this point, it's more calculated and not just based on just being on complete bullshit. Force and aggression. I go, oh, those are some good Ooh, times. It's dark outside. Yeah, those are some good times. <laughs> show, just, just show force like that. So motherfuckers got a better understanding what type of... You know what? This is a Red Pill Podcast. We are going to get on up out of here, man. Creed got shit to do on the computer. Hey, we might not be doing as many episodes on the podcast this year because there's so many art things going on. There's so much music going on as well. So we out here working. 
So there might not be an episode every week. It might be bi-weekly, but well, um, we we gonna get this this man on somebody podcast on the weeks that he ain't doing it just so you can hear his voice. We're gonna get him out here. He ain't he ain't getting off that easy, people. I got I got shit to do, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> I'm happy about it. I'm really That's happy what's about up. it. Hell 23. Yeah. It's time to get these fadeaways. No game sixes. We're not taking no shorts on these holes. No game what sevens. Are we doing? No game sevens. What no is game that? Sevens. I don't Scrunching even know my is. face up at that. What yeah. is that? Yeah, we got a lot of work to do, man. Thinking got you some... got a window, it's total domination, bitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's we working this year, man. Hey man, my man. brother, I, I love you, Carl. Man, I appreciate you. Love you too, brother. Appreciate you for staying down with me, man, and and being around when I need you, bro. Man, ten toes down for life, man. We're gonna be old men on the porch talking about these motherfuckers wearing Star Trek suits. Yep. <laughs> yep. Smoking weed and, and playing with kids and shit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, with that said, remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in a driver's seat if it's taken. Taken. You bitch you.